Welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges, where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. If you like what you hear, subscribe so that you don't miss any great programs and leave a review. Thank you so much. Quote of the day, when you know yourself, you are empowered. When you accept yourself, you are invincible. Tina Lifford. Now today, our guest is Mike. Now, I am not giving you a whole bio or even a last name because part of what my goal was with this show was to enable anyone and everyone to be able to share their stories of overcoming challenge and fear to be able to move forward. And I didn't want people to feel that they had to give their names, their last names, so that it gives them the freedom of full transparency of the story. I hope you enjoy it. So I am really excited about having you on the show today. And I would love for you to share a little bit just about your background and about how you got to where you are today. Because you seem to me, you seem to have it together. But I, I gather from some of our conversations that it wasn't always that way. Oh, that's very true. <laughs> uh, my name is Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been sober 28 years, and I have uh, two beautiful kids. Uh, my son Stephen is autistic, and he's 21. My daughter Olivia is 19, and she's in the Navy. She's in San Diego. She's doing great. I got uh, married in sobriety, divorced in sobriety. And remarried in sobriety, so now I'm I'm my second wife. Hopefully, the last uh, <laughs> the last wife. Um, but Stephen lives with uh, my wife LJ and myself. Everything happened, like I said, being sober, and you know, thank God, you know, I had the ability, the ability with it, a lot of help, uh, going to AA, going to meetings, um, having a sponsor and program, that type of thing to deal with a special needs kid because it is very hard. Uh, Stephen is severely on the severe uh, uh, end of autism, so he uh, needs help with uh, all of his activities of daily living, bathing, serving him food. He takes medicine to go to sleep. I mean, he's a sweet kid. He's also had like uh, chronic uh, ear infections, so that's been another challenge. So yes, oh, one of the things Somebody, I'll say his name's Jim. I won't even mention his last name, but he said, uh, and another another sober person, he said, God gave you Stephen because he knew he knew that you could handle. Mm. So it was pretty. It really just hit me when he told me that because it really changed my perspective, like literally in one day, because uh, I was struggling with the challenges of of autism. So so I like that. I think that that is a really important thing to kind of focus on for a minute is that people think that sometimes it's it's like always it's got to be this big, long, drawn-out process to learn something. But when you hear amazing stories of transformation, a lot of times it's everything shifted mm-hmm. in that instant because you changed your perspective right. on it, right? And... Um, I think that's powerful for to to let people know because it doesn't have to be so arduous. It can just be, hey, let's let's figure this out and shift mm-hmm. and look at things in a different way so that you can move forward. So at the time um, when Jim shared that great bit of insight for you, 
so it was it was rough, right? Trying to figure it out and or or. Oh yeah, yeah. One of the things with Stephen, um, the ear infections have been very tough. It's like a chronic thing. So the other thing was uh, sleeping. Mm. So um, I was married at the time. I was working like second shift, and uh, they were very reluctant to give Stephen medicine to sleep. Mm. He's not he's not on Ambien. He's on Trazodone, which is an antidepressant, but also has a sedative uh, quality to it. But back then, they were only given like Benadryl, and they were even reluctant to do that because when so with the autism comes a lot of other. The insomnia was a big, uh, big problem. Mm. And I would come home, uh, uh, my wife at the time and myself were both working. She worked first shift and I would work second. So I would come home at like 12, 1230. I worked as a nurse. She would be up at two o'clock in the morning. So you weren't getting any sleep either. So she'd be like, uh, I have to go to work in the morning. And I'd be like, um, I just, I'm a one hour sleep here. So, so it was problems like that which compounded the uh there's a lot of stuff with autism a lot of stuff a lot of he started in birth to three mm-hmm. and then he went to the regular school with the special ed class in in the bethel school system and he was not um, progressing at all they didn't know how to handle him so i we actually had to get a lawyer to uh fight to get Stephen into a special school. Oh. So that was a lot of money out of our, well, well worth it. Well, well worth it. We had the lawyer, she, you know, she's awesome. And then we were able to get Stephen into a school um, in Orange, Connecticut, a foundation school. So the one of the, one of the problems with autism is really advocating for your kids. I mean, it is huge. I mean, so we, you know, we had to, we had to do that to get them to help so foundation school, so there's a lot, you know, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it, a lot, a lot of stress, mm-hmm. a lot, lot of stress. The statistic, you know, unfortunately, myself included, is uh, 80% or higher. Maybe it's like 80 to 90% of the marriages with the special needs kids don't last because mm-hmm. of the stress. Yeah. So, um, you know, it is what it is, so... What do you do? What's your go-to for releasing that stress so that you can continue to be the best possible you? I, you know, I uh, this this things. Uh, certainly, I go to my AA meetings. That's been huge. Uh, the spirituality piece is uh, a big thing. Learning how to pray and meditate. Um, those are two things that are really helpful. Um, and then, you know, trying to take care of myself. You know, with exercise and that type of thing. So. Uh, not not perfect by any stretch, but those are some of the things I try to to do. It's changed because Stephen's 21 now, so he's he's more he's a lot more manageable than when he was younger. When mm-hmm. he was younger is very very challenging, um, but you know there's still he still needs to be uh, looked after you know 24/7. So I think that I'm glad to hear that you are doing some things for yourself and your health as well, because especially um, for our caregivers out there you know that we give and we give right and and then we often forget how important it is you can't give and be the best that you can be unless you're taking care of yourself too right the, the well has to be full so mm-hmm. that's good yeah. so what do you think do you have any pearls that you gathered over the years like those insights like that shift of god wouldn't give you something that you couldn't handle right mm-hmm. like do you have any other things like that that you kind of think about and, and help 
shift your day? That's a good question. Uh, certainly, the, my uh, the program that I attend. I mean, if somebody doesn't have a a, a program, you know, I, I've done it all. You know, I've also gone to counseling. How mm -hmm. what I, what I do today is, you know, I just try to have a pretty good attitude um, about life in general. The uh, I think uh, having a little bit of quiet time in the morning is pretty helpful. Just kind of uh, getting a, a good calm start to the day. Yeah, how we start our day has everything to do with how yeah. we look at everything else moving forward, right? You have yeah. a crazy day. All right, so I had like seven years of my life where I was woken up being poked, asked for a waffle. Like, that just didn't start my day, right? Yeah. It was, I want a waffle. I want a waffle. I want a waffle. <laughs> it felt like seven years. It was probably about seven months. Mm. But you know, yeah. it, I could tell I was just really cranky for the rest of the day. Yeah. So how we start our day is really important. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, having, like, a, a network, you know, like, for me, I, have the, um, I do have people in my life who, who also have uh, special needs. Uh, mm -hmm. Kids. So, like, bouncing things off of them is, is pretty good stuff, too, because, you know, you can get insight that way, too. Yeah, that's that's really important, and we've talked about it in other shows, about the importance of really choosing who you spend your time with, choosing people who have been down the path that you want to go down, that have more experience, that can share their lessons with you. Um, that's really important, because... Uh, I don't know if you've noticed it, but I've noticed that there are a couple of negative people out there in the world, okay. just yeah. a few, and um, we can choose not to spend as much time there because yeah. that can take you down into a spiral, right? Without a doubt, without a doubt, yeah, you gotta, um, I, I have to uh, stay positive and uh, nope. Don't want any of those folks around. <laughs> my ex-wife included. <laughs> She's a very nice woman, but it doesn't need to be in your world. I get it. I understand. <laughs> so I would like to ask you something that you can feel free to say no to answering. And I like to find out from my guests if there was a moment like that that moment where you weren't sure, you know, you were just fear, you weren't sure how to move forward and maybe any lesson that you learned that got you through it. Is there anything like that, a story that you can tell that, that, can, that people can get something from that they can take and use? Oh, there's been plenty, plenty mm -hmm. of moments like that. Uh, certainly, um, or like early, early in my recovery um, in Alcoholics Anonymous, my sponsor says you can, you can tell an alcoholic, but you can't tell them much. <laughs> so... I was in I was in New Hampshire and I was around people who were were drinking and I did not know what to do. That that was a very fearful place. It was a, a horrible weekend and I should have uh, called him. I should have done a bunch of things, but I kind of sat in it mm. for way too long. But fortunately, I was able to overcome that situation. Um, go to an AA meeting and get back on track. When I when I got divorced. <laughs> I was I was in the Danbury courthouse and it's like holy crap! Can how am I going to do this? Because you know it was a financial complete hard hit. But I, I dealt with that. I dealt with that. I called a few people and they said, hey, you know, you'll you'll get through it. You can get through anything. So there's been I'm kind of drawing a blank with other things. Certainly, I'm I'm sure that when I was younger I was faced with some things. But um, you know, I, I'm like I said, I'm fortunate. I have a 
a great family. Uh, they've certainly been really, um, really supportive and, you know, great friends too. So. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you've done a great job of, of cultivating your support system. And I think that's why when I, when I talk with you, I can feel that calmness. You've, you've given yourself the tools that you know you need. And I think that for people listening, it's good for them to actively choose you know, be able to say, okay, I, it's not just one person, it's, it's a multitude of people because we're a village, right? You, you really, in mm. order to perform optimally in the world, you know, you really need to view it like, like it's a real community. Mm -hmm. And um, getting back to that, not just receiving from your community, giving. Now, I, I'm a big proponent of finding ways to, to give and to share and to do good things. So I, I have a sneaking suspicion that you believe the same thing. Do you have any, any, any stories about that? About giving? Yeah, about uh, like your viewpoint on it. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I think, you know, certainly I've, I've, I've tried to, you know, donate money and give to people. I think I, I, would, I would like, I would certainly love to have been able to do more. I think due to my circumstances though, it's a little bit hard mm -hmm. because I have my son all the time pretty much mm -hmm. and he needs care all the time i i give i give um in my program that i'm involved with working with other guys and um yeah that's really what i was thinking about because i have seen you do it and here's the thing i think that a lot of people don't even realize that what they're doing is considered giving you yeah. know what i mean when you're serving someone else when you're taking the time to listen to someone mm -hmm. and to share what you've gone through that is in my mind, the ultimate service, right? Because that can change a life. Oh yeah, yeah. I um, the encouraging uh, aspect to the program that I'm in is just fantastic. I mean, I I just um, so many people gave to me, so I try to try to give that um, in in that in that little world of AA that I'm in and all that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I certainly would being a good dad is is a good way to. Give too, I would imagine. I mean, I'm not. It's out, one of the best. <laughs> I'm, not out, I'm not out drinking. I'm not yeah. out carousing. I'm mm -hmm. doing what I'm supposed to do. So, being a good uh, role model for my son. Feels good, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, to do the right thing. What do you see in your future? Well, my wife uh, is uh, my wife. Second life is Filipino. She sees in my future going to the Philippines. <laughs> I don't really see that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's just, okay. just the uh, the 21 hour flight alone scares the you know what out of me. Um, <laughs> well, in the immediate future, you know, my my son Stephen's probably going to go into a facility to live. So that that'll be you know a transition that that's not going to be easy for 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 him or or for the family. Mm -hmm. um, I, my future is uh, I'll probably work probably another 10 years as, a, as an RN mm -hmm. and then retire. I hope not to the Philippines. <laughs> 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 um, at, at, least I'll, at least I'll visit there and <laughs> see what it's all about. But I do like the U.S. of A., so that might yeah. be a challenge. But no, I, I, um, because I'm, I'm sober, I, I really believe that everything works out. I have a higher power in my life. I haven't really planned I think it's a ways away, but I, I just see a good future ahead. It, it's been a good life so far. So, What made you decide to go into nursing? What was the calling for that? Uh, it wasn't a calling. No. I, I, was, um, I got in a job 
it's funny because my, my son is with Ability Beyond. Yeah. He he graduated from the school he was he was going to and then now he's going to Ability Beyond. Why I worked there, um in I started working there in ninety two in like a group home. So I my old my two older sisters were nurses and, you know, two bosses. They're like, Hey dummy, you know, yeah. why don't you go to school for <laughs> nursing and uh, you know, you could if you, they basically said, listen, if you become a male RN, you'll be set for life. Mm-hmm. So that was it. I really had no aspirations um, back in the day in high school and all that. And, and in college, I was uh, partying and not much of a good student, even though I wasn't stupid. I just wasn't applying myself. So, mm-hmm. But I did, I did pretty well, and I got a bachelor's in nursing, and, um, and it's, it's been good. I, I did the hospital nursing thing, and now I work with, actually I work with um, individuals like my son Stephen, who mm-hmm. has special needs. That's, yeah. that's the type of nursing that I do now, so it's worked out pretty well. I'm sure it's been very helpful for being with Stephen and, and helping others. So yeah, it's you been huge. Yeah, imagine, imagine. What do you think is the, the biggest difficulty that, that you had to overcome? In life? Mm-hmm. Getting sober. Yeah. Yeah, without a did doubt. It, did it take a, a while? What was it? it was, oh. Yeah. 1986 was my first for, foray into the program. Mm-hmm. And, um, I did, you know, I knew I had problems with, like, anxiety and depression. So it was kind of medicating. Mm-hmm. Medicating mm-hmm. with the alcohol and other things. That was it. I was just like, well, anything, you know, it was like, um, uh, was that the acronym for fear is uh, F everything and run? That, that was my, uh, <laughs> that was that was my uh, MO in life, yeah. F everything and run. So, um, but, I, you know, fortunately what, what, you know, for me as a person in recovery now, um, the seed was planted. Yeah. So I go to say, hey, and it completely ruined my drinking. And drugging, <laughs> even though I, I kept that, I kept trying and trying and kept screwing up with it. Uh, mm-hmm. So finally... You know, I just got to a point where, uh, you know, you got to make a decision or whatever. I mean, I just, uh, you know, asked a higher power for help, and I was able to uh, go back to um, the uh, program, and it was different. Mm-hmm. You know, it was different. It was uh, kind of like, all right, I give up. You know, I'll, I'll do what, you know, things that, a couple things the program suggests, and I figured I, I needed to do it. But, you know, so that, that was definitely the hardest thing was. In a short period of time, you know, my life started changing. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. I I feel like uh, there's a a theme of acceptance running through some of your stories. Like when you said um, with this big challenge of of giving up alcohol, which it is 100%, there's this, I had to just give up. I just had to give it up, right? There's a level of acceptance. And then when you were talking about with your son, the acceptance of based upon that shift in perspective of mm-hmm. someone telling you that it's for a reason and God wouldn't give you something that you didn't, you couldn't handle, and, right. and that's an acceptance. Do you find that that acceptance is a big part of your ability to move forward with grace? Yeah, yeah. I um, says that one of the readings is uh, acceptance is the key to all my problems today. So. Um, one of my uh, my AA readings. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I definitely definitely try to to live by that that motto, you know, as best I can. 
life's got uh, trials and tribulations. But yeah, I, that's uh, that's pretty accurate. That's that's how my life has been. Yeah. So, is there any any parting words that you'd like to share? Any words with of wisdom. Any words of wisdom? Don't drink and go to meetings. And <laughs> that, that, that can work for probably a good portion of people. No, I, I think um, I think for me, at least in my case, uh, when I asked for help, that's when things started changing. Mm. You know, for the better. Pe- you know, whatever people go through in life, the help is out there. You know, so that that's that's. Um, that's what I'm grateful that uh, that I finally asked for help. Just kind of finally said, you know what, I can't do this alone. You know, in my case with the drinking, but it, you know, other people have other issues. But I think asking for help is uh, a huge thing. I agree. I mean, a lot of times I was actually just talking with someone about uh, the wearing of the cape and the gold boots and the S on the chest that we need to uh, sometimes let go of that and ask, you know, that we can't just do it all. So I think that's great parting words of wisdom. So if anyone out there is in need, please don't hesitate to ask and take this great advice from Mike. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate the time uh, that you took in sharing your stories. Thank you very much. Thanks.